Hey y'all, Jake Bible here. Thank you for listening to the original podcast recording of Dead Mech that I released way back in 2009. I've had a lot of folks ask for these original recordings, so I thought I'd put them back out there for y'all to enjoy. The episodes will be released weekly for free, but if you don't want to wait, then head over to jakebible.substack.com and subscribe. Links are in the show notes. Paid subscribers receive access to all 26 episodes right now. And that's not all. Subscribers receive access to early release ebooks, getting them before they even go on sale in my online store or any of the retail sites, plus early access to new audiobooks, exclusive short stories, including the weekly Friday Night Drabble Party, live readings, and so much more. That's jakebible.substack.com. Subscribe now and get all the goods. Now, enjoy a little bit of the past. Thank you. You're listening to Jake Bible's Dead Mech, the world's first Drabble novel, written and performed by Jake Bible. This story is available only as a podcast novel and is not for the faint of heart. If you can't stand blood, gore, graphic violence, foul language, cannibalism, zombie hordes, or sexual situations, well then, you aren't invited to this party. For more details and info, go to jakebible.com. Feel free to leave your mark there. It's only fair. Episode 17, Chapter 8, Part 2 The rookie woke with a start, pain enveloping his head and chest. He tried to move, but rivers of agony ripped at his core. The world felt like it was rolling and rocking, and nausea joined the pain. Jay? he moaned. Hush. Just relax. You're safe for now. We barely managed to get you out in one piece, an angry voice answered. An angry woman's voice. We lost a couple of our own in the effort. The rookie carefully rolled his head towards the voice and opened his eyes to see the most beautiful and well-armed woman glaring back. "'What's your name, pilot?' the woman asked gruffly. The rookie glanced from her steely gaze to the carbine resting on her lap and then at the room around him. He could swear the walls were vibrating. "'Leave him be, Jenny,' a man said, sliding the door back and entering the room. He took his wide-brimmed hat off, shook out the dust, and tossed it on a chair. "'He's not our prisoner and he doesn't need to be interrogated.' Jenny stood, glared at the man briefly, and stormed out. She's a lot nicer once she's had a meal and a bath. Howdy, I'm Crawford Timpson, the man said, offering the rookie his hand. The rookie reached out painfully and shook it. The man's knuckles were gnarled and scarred. The rookie could tell it was a fighter's hand. And I've already been told that I should call you the rookie, Timpson smiled. So, rookie, welcome back from the dead. How are you feeling? The rookie ignored the question and fixed his eyes on Timpson's. How do you know who I am? The door slid open and Jay walked in. Because I told them, kid, Jay smiled. They saved our asses back there. Jay flipped a chair around and took a seat next to the rookie's cot, but turned to Timpson first. Marin needs you in the engine ASAP. She's got something on the scope and freaking out a bit. Well, I guess we'll have to get to know each other later. Duty calls, Timpson said, nodding to the rookie. If you feel up to it, you're welcome to join us for dinner in my car. Timpson grabbed his hat and placed it on the back on his head, 
tapping the rim. Gentlemen? The rookie watched him leave. So what the fuck is going on? Well, kid, we got rescued, Jay began. They were filling their water tanker when both of us flew out of the mountainside in a rush of water and zombies. Guess that river does come above ground. About 40 feet above ground. Luckily, the pool below was deep. Water tanker? We're on a train, aren't we? The rookie asked. Yep, and a fucking nice one, too. This ain't no rookie hell ride. The rookie slumped back and lifted his cover slightly to peek underneath. Naked. Great. Yeah, your uniform is being washed. Jay looked at the ground and sighed. We gotta talk. They saw the brand, didn't they? The rookie asked. Yeah, we'll get to that in a second, but this first. Jay handed the rookie a tablet and pressed play on the audio, queued up. The tablet replayed Commander Caprizi's open channel speech. The rookie listened twice before handing the tablet back. Well, that's fucked up. Looks like the Wasteland's going to war, Jay said. Have you tried contacting them? I asked, but they aren't letting me. What? Why? Because of that brand on your foot. Now, mind telling me what that's about and why these folks are so pissed off? The rookie averted his eyes from Jay's gaze. Can I have some water? He asked. No. Jay answered flatly. What? No. Are you fucking kidding me? You've been putting off telling me who you are for far too long. Fess up, kid, or I let them toss you off this train. The rookie glared. Jay glared back. Fine. I'm a fucking boiler. My grandmother died helping me escape and I never looked back. So that's how you ended up fighting for legit? Yeah. Trust me, the fight cage was an improvement. Damn, Jay exclaimed, handing the rookie a cup of water. The door slid open and a young woman peeked in. Mr. Jay? Yes, Lucy? Jay answered. Crawford needs you. There is something on the scope that's troubling. Tell him I'll be right there. Okay, thank you, Lucy said, smiling shyly at Jay. She turned her eyes on the rookie and the smile faded as she left. Despite the pain, the rookie shook his head and pushed himself upright. Whoa, slow down, hoss, Jay scolded. You'll rip those stitches out of your chest. I'm coming with. Like hell you are, you need to rest. No, I don't. Now help me up. Jay slid the engine door open and offered a hand to the rookie, who refused it and stepped into the engine control room on shaky feet, but under his own power. Why the fuck did you bring that boiler trash in here? Jenny yelled. He is not welcome here. Timpson put a restraining hand on Jenny's arm as she reached to draw a pistol. Calm down. Jay, thanks for coming. Marin found some strange movement on the track several miles down. We'd like your opinion. Jay stepped past Jenny and sat next to an older woman in the pilot's seat. What am I looking at? Jay asked Marin. The older woman pointed at a screen and her finger traced the movement of a red dot. Watch that. It moves out and back, out and back, Marin said. Jay studied the movement for a moment. Looks like it's gathering. Gathering? How? Timson asked. Well, it's almost like those old nature vids of birds building a nest. Watch. See how it always comes back to the exact same spot? Timson and Jenny moved in for a closer look. The rookie held back, leaning against the wall. Huh. Look at that. Timson said. 
What's the scale here? Jay asked, looking at the coordinates on the screen. Is that right? Yep. It's fucking fast, whatever it is, Marin responded. Really fast. The red dot stopped and disappeared from the screen. Whoa, where'd it go? Jay asked. I don't know. Once I have a beat on something, it shouldn't disappear off my scope. It's a deader, the rookie said, all eyes turned on him. If that's what I think it is, we called it lights when I was a kid. What, is it some boiler pet? Jenny snapped. Boilers don't have pets. Waste of food. Jay studied the rookie. You'd acted like you'd never encountered a dead mech before. I've been acting my whole life, so nothing personal, the rookie responded. Anything we should know about this thing? Timpson asked. It's fucking crazy and it likes to set traps, the rookie answered, stepping forward and pointing at the screen, just like that. He's right. Whatever it's doing, it's doing it on the tracks, Marin agreed. How do we take it out? Timpson asked. Can we take it out? Maybe with a mech, but you don't have one, the rookie said. Sure we do, Marin responded. What? Jay shouted. You have a mech? Marin grinned from ear to ear. Yep, built it myself. Jay stood stunned, mouth agape for a moment. That's not a good look for you, Jay, Marin joked. Great, you have a mech. So what? Like I said, this thing is crazy, and you can see how fast it is, the rookie said. I'm sure Jay can handle a mech, but not against lights. He looked at each person seriously. We need a combat pilot, not a mechanic. We need a fighter, a killer, Jay finally said, looking at the rookie and grinning. What? You must be joking, Jenny shouted. He's barely alive. He's been in worse shape, I'm sure, Jay said, looking at the rookie. The rookie shrugged casually. I've been in worse shape, but I don't know the first thing about piloting a mech. Sure you do, Jay said. It's just like moving and thinking about moving. I'll show you the basics of the cockpit, and... He trailed off and turned to Marin. Where's the mech? Marin laughed, a twinkle in her eye. It's the rear engine. It transforms. Jay's shoulders slumped. After all these years, you did it. Holy shit. The rookie looked from Jay to Marin and back. You two know each other? Yeah, this asshole broke my heart when we were younger, Marin smiled. I got over it. Good thing, too. It was my word that kept you from being shot and tossed. Actually, it was my word, Timpson said. Let's not forget who's in charge, Marin. Timpson faced Jay and the rookie. I'm sorry, but I can't trust either of you with our mech. Marin started to speak, but Timpson held up his hand. We need to figure out another way to get past this debtor. We could detach a car and send it into the trap. When the debtor shows up, we detonate and send it to hell, Jenny said. It could work, Marin agreed, looking to Timpson. Timpson thought for a moment. Do it. Slow the train and move the car. The rookie laughed. You have something to add, boiler? Jenny asked harshly. I told you the thing likes to set traps. You're all assuming the trap is that spot, the rookie pointed at the screen. I think we're already in the trap, he shrugged. But what do I know? I'm just a boiler. Marin slowed the train to a crawl. Okay, we're at detaching speed. You aren't going to stop the train? Jay asked. All eyes, even the rookies, turned on Jay. Jay Rind, I'm surprised at your ignorance, Marin said. Railers never stop the train. 
She raised a hand and Jenny slapped it. Never. And how the hell are you going to get a car in front of the engine? Jenny, can you take over? Marin asked as she stood up from the pilot's chair. Gladly, Jenny answered. Marin stepped through the door and glanced back at Jay and the rookie. Coming? Marin spoke into a handheld. 27 is empty. Go ahead and prep it to move. Gotcha, Jenny's voice responded. Marin started to jog, and Jay and the rookie struggled to keep their balance and to keep up as they moved from car to car. Several railers stepped aside to give them passage. None would meet the rookie's eyes. You okay, kid? Jay asked, looking back at the rookie. Fine, the rookie said between gritted teeth. When Jay counted 29 cars, Marin stopped and pushed open the outside door. Follow me, she said, grabbing an outer ladder and swinging onto it. How many cars are there? The rookie yelled as he struggled up the ladder. Forty-eight, Marin shouted from the top of the car. Jay reached the top and extended a hand to the rookie who gladly took it. Watch, Marin said, the hand held to her mouth. Okay, Jenny, it's clear. The sound of cars decoupling echoed across the wasteland. Within seconds, the 27th car was lifted above the others, and Jay heard the distinct hiss of hydraulics as huge metal arms detached from, from each car and reached up to pass 27 over them, up the line, and to the front. You're a fucking genius, Jay said. Yeah, I am. Guess you shouldn't have dumped me, huh? Marin smiled. You also shouldn't have stolen my dad's vids. Are you still mad about that? Jay asked, amused. Some of those were irreplaceable, like the Transformers. Luckily, I made a real one. Too bad your rookie won't get to pilot it. That is too bad, Jay said, turning to the rookie and freezing. What is it? What do you see? The rookie stared into the twilight of the wasteland. Something's wrong. They all became instantly blind as twenty halogen lights rushed at them. The wind whooshed from the rookie's lungs as he struck the ground. He struggled for breath, the pain from his wound making the effort twice as hard. In a rush, air filled his lungs and he gasped painfully. He could hear people screaming and the sounds of wrenching metal and plastic. His vision doubled and black spots swam before his eyes as he weakly got to his feet. Through his haze, he watched the debtor reach down and snap up railers by the handful, crushing them in its grip and tossing the pulp into its cockpit. Jay! the rookie yelled. Jay! Jay! The mechanic could hear his name being called, but the ringing in his ears made it hard to focus. Jay! Yeah! Over here! He called out weakly, hoping he could be heard above the chaos. In seconds, he felt hands grab him and lift him from the ground. Come on! Stand up, goddammit! The rookie yelled. Jay shook his head and concentrated on the wavering image of the rookie in front of him. What the fuck happened? What I said would happen! Jay looked about him at the mangled, derailed train and the blood. So much blood. Gunfire erupted as some of the railers got their wits about them and began to attack the debtor. Fucking idiots! Jay shouted. Rifles aren't going to bring that thing down! But the railers ignored his protestations and kept firing. Waste of ammo, he muttered before his eyes went wide with panic. Marin, where is she? Jay gripped the rookie's shoulders and shook him. Lightning fast, the rookie slapped Jay. I don't know where she is, but you need to focus, damn it. Jay rubbed his cheek. Sorry, his eyes surveyed the carnage. We need to get you mecked up right now. Jay yanked the rookie by the arm and pulled him towards the end of the train. 
She said it was the last engine, right? Yeah, but I... The rookie responded. No time for rookie jitters now. That debtor. What did you call it? Lights. Yeah, lights won't stop until every living thing is smashed into zombie feed, right? Right, but... Well, I don't want to be zombie feed, do you? Jay didn't wait for an answer as he climbed aboard the engine and stepped inside. The rookie followed, but not before seeing Timpson and Jenny running at them, guns drawn. Jay frantically scrambled about the cockpit. This is all different. Why'd she go and reinvent the goddamn wheel? Fucking move! Jenny yelled, shoving Jay and the rookie aside as she and Timpson climbed aboard. You're gonna fuck it all up! She activated the control panel, grabbed a tablet, and shoved the rookie towards a manhole-sized disc set into the floor. Stand there and don't move. I'll start it up. You just do what I say. Got it? Why don't you pilot it? The rookie asked. Because I don't have a fucking Reaper chip in my head. Now do I? Jenny pulled Jay from the cockpit as Timpson put a hand on the rookie's shoulder. I really hope you're as good a fighter as they say you are, Razor. What? How did... The rookie stammered. When people's loved ones are captured and end up with their faces sliced off in some fight cage, word gets back, Timpson said. The wasteland isn't as big as you think. The railer slapped the rookie on the back. Oh, and try not to die. I think my daughter likes you. Unfortunately, she goes for the bad boy type. The rookie, thoroughly confused, just stood there. Okay, Jenny said into her handheld. Do not move off the disc. Keep your hands and legs inside the disc. Understand? Yeah, the rookie replied. You better, because when this thing changes, it's going to wrap around that disc like condom on a stiffy. Jenny, Timpson barked, but she ignored her father and continued, tapping at her tablet one-handed. Ready? Ready, but how... The rookie's words were cut off as Jenny initiated the transformation. Jay was stunned as before his eyes what was a train engine became a long, lean mech. It's beautiful, he whispered. Ain't it? Jenny responded. The rookie was pretty sure he pissed himself as the world whipped about him and he was no longer standing in an engine, but strapped into a mech. Holy shit, he muttered. You alive in there? Jenny asked over the comm. I think so, the rookie answered. Good, now make a fist. The rookie flexed his fingers and made a fist. Simultaneously, the mech made a massive metal fist. Great, now the other one. The rookie made a second fist. Excellent, kick out your legs. The rookie did so, flexing his legs as he would do before a cage fight. The ground shuddered and Jay, Jenny, and Timpson struggled to keep their footing. Shit, it's seen the competition! Jay shouted as they watched lights toss a train car he was picking apart into the wasteland night. Fuck! Jenny yelled. She madly tapped at her console. You have full power and all systems are in the green. There aren't any armaments, so you're going to have to be the boiler animal you are and just kick the shit out of that thing. Are you fucking kidding me? The rookie screamed. I don't know what I'm doing. Then fucking learn fast! Lights charged at the rookie and he instinctively put his arms up to protect himself. At the exact same time, his mech did the same, blocking the debtor's charge and protecting the cockpit. Holy shit fucking Christ! The rookie screamed as his mech was knocked backwards and tumbled to the ground. Lights was on him immediately, its massive fist pummeling the rookie's mech. Get up, you fucking retard! Jenny yelled over the comm. Stop being such a fucking pussy ass and fight! The rookie's head snapped back and slammed against his support, and he felt a tooth crack from the impact.
rookie focused on the pain and spit the piece of broken tooth into the cockpit. He tucked his legs up under the mech and shoved. Light staggered back several yards before regaining its footing. Get up! Jenny shouted again, and this time the rookie listened. He sprang to his feet. His feet. No longer thinking of the mech as a separate entity. I can fucking do this, he said to himself. I'm the fucking Razor. He watched lights charge again and slowly cracked his neck. If the mech had an actual head, it would have followed the motion precisely. Why the hell is he just standing there? Jenny yelled. Just wait, Jay said calmly. But he's going to get crushed. We didn't give him that mech, so he... Jay held up a hand, cutting Jenny off. Just wait for it, he said calmly. Come on, kid. Do that shit you do. Break that motherfucker in half. Jenny grabbed her father's arm and whirled on him. Damn it, he's going. Timson removed her hand and forced her to face the action. We're just going to have to trust him, Jenny. There's nothing else we can do. Jenny shook with frustrated rage. Sidestep, swing about, roundhouse, connect, and down. The rookie bounced from mechanized foot to mechanized foot as lights was slammed to the ground and slid 100 yards across the wasteland dirt. The debtor was fast, though, and back on its feet and charging again before it had stopped sliding. The rookie waited, and as lights was about to pounce, the rookie kicked out, planting a foot directly into the debtor's midsection. The world slowed as lights crumpled upon the foot, then was sent flying backwards, doubled up, arms and legs flailing. Jay cheered. Timpson smiled. Jenny just gawked in disbelief. Lights got to its feet and roared with deader rage, but didn't charge this time. The rookie kept bouncing, moving his feet back and forth, ready for the attack. What's it waiting for? Timpson turned and asked Jay. I don't know. Maybe trying to figure out a weak point to attack, Jay answered. They do that? Jenny asked, alarmed. I thought they were just mindless zombie machines. That's what we all thought, Jay responded. But things have changed. Lights took two steps forward, then turned and sprinted away from the rookie right at the railers, trying to help their wounded. Oh, fuck! The rookie shouted, watching as lights bore down on a group of ten railers. They never stood a chance as the debtor scooped up half of them in its giant fist, turned and threw the helpless humans at the rookie's mech. The rookie rushed forward, catching one of the railers, but the others impacted brutally against the mech's exoskeleton. The rookie could hear the choked-off screams of the victims and stared out his cockpit, stunned, as blood dripped onto the windshield, followed by a mangled corpse rolling off the top of his mech and to the ground below. Run! Go! Get cover! Timpson yelled, running towards his panicked people. Save yourselves! It was too late for many as lights focused his rage and stomped and tore apart dozens of the exposed railers. Those trying to put out fires were snatched up and smashed into the middle of the conflagrations. Lights lifted a derailed car and brought it down atop a row of wounded, grinding them into the dirt. The rookie pushed aside his shock and crossed the ground between him and lights in a split second, but the dead rounded on the rookie, its plasma cannon glowing red. Oh, fuck, the rookie whispered, knowing he was too close to dodge a plasma blast. The dead mech's cannon turned bright red and the plasma cannon discharged directly into the rookie, sending the mech somersaulting backwards. The rookie lay there gasping, feeling the blood trickle between the stitches of his freshly reopened wound. He grunted and ignored the pain, riding his mech. The machine wobbled on unsteady hydraulics, but it stayed upright. Jay! How am I looking? 
the rookie called over the comm. You're still in fighting shape. How about you end this shit? Jay responded, checking his tablet's readings. Lights moved fast, way faster than anything else in the wasteland. It was seeing that speed, that ferocity as a child that had made the rookie want to become a mech pilot, and as he watched the debtor toss a train car at him, he wondered if he had maybe wanted the wrong thing. Fuck me! The rookie piloted under the flying train car, but didn't get a chance to exclaim further as the second car lights through smashed into his mech's crouched form. He heard struts snap, metal tear, and hydraulics rupture. Kid! Can you hear me? Jay called. The rookie tried to clear his head, but he couldn't focus. The fogginess was almost suffocating, and when he started to choke and cough, he realized he really was suffocating as smoke filled the cockpit. Lights sprang, landing atop the rookie's mech and began pummeling the helpless machine. Three punches, seven, twelve, and the cockpit started to collapse in around the rookie. Jay, he coughed, where's the self-destruct? Fuck that shit, kid, Jay yelled back. We'll get you out of there. Don't bother, the rookie said, his lungs burning. You can't kill this thing. Let, let me blow it to hell. Jenny quickly grabbed the tablet from Jay's hands. The boiler's right. We need to blow his mech and destroy that dead piece of shit now. Jay reached for the tablet, but Jenny slapped his hand away. He lunged for her, but she sidestepped him and extended her leg. Jay stumbled over Jenny's outstretched leg, hitting the dirt hard, his face meeting the ground with a sickening crunch. Jenny almost had the destruct sequence programmed when people began shouting and pointing. Terrified screams were added to the wails of the hurt and trapped. Jenny looked up from her tablet and gasped. Jay rolled to his side and saw the most glorious sight he'd ever seen. A hill stomper, carrying his salvage mech, crested a ridge, stopped briefly to wave, then broke into a full-out run towards the carnage. Oh, thank God, he said through broken teeth and tried to push himself off the ground, but slumped back down in pain. Help me up. But Jenny just stood there, petrified before the largest mech she'd ever seen. Shit, if you aren't going to help me up, then toss me your handheld, goddammit. Jenny snapped to and gave Jay the handheld calm. Masters heard static hiss and nearly yanked his calm from his ear when a high-pitched whine squealed for a second before Jay made contact. Masters! The rookie's in the mech under the debtor! Fucking move your gargantuan ass! Jay hollered. Is he happy to see us? Stomper asked. Oh yeah, he's coming in his pants, he's so happy. Now wait till he sees what we can do! Masters responded. No worries, Jay, my man. Mitch motherfucking Masters is on the job. And Stomper, the AI joined in. Master Stomper pumped their legs and doubled their speed, heading for lights. Lights felt the ground vibrate and ceased his attack on the rookie. The dead mech stood and turned to find the source and became enraged when it saw a new mech coming for it. Lights powered up his plasma cannon, took aim, and fired. Master Stomper danced around the blasts, like they were nothing more than annoyances. The ground continued to shudder with every new footfall as the new mech gained speed. Lights leapt off of the rookie and charged. In one graceful movement, Master Stomper lowered Jay's salvage mech close to the ground and let it tumble carefully from their fist. Masters laughed. Ah, it wants to play! 
He quickly stopped laughing as lights launched itself from the ground and on to Master Stomper. Shit piss, fuck! Master swatted at the debtor, but lights was too fast, quickly climbing the hill stomper's frame towards the cockpit. Little fucker's like a goddamn spider monkey! Spider monkeys have been extinct for 300 years, Stomper interjected. Not the fucking time! Light scaled his way until he was cockpit to cockpit with Masters. The living pilot faced the dead pilot, and time seemed to stop. Until Stomper took charge and brought both palms together, instantly crushing Light's. The wasteland went silent except for the sounds of bits and pieces of dead mech crashing to the ground as Master Stomper pulled their hands apart. Now that's how you motherfucking do that, Masters crowed triumphantly. Those able enough cheered as the hill stomper crouched and Masters unstrapped and climbed down from the cockpit. Ignoring the whoops and hollers, Masters ran to the rookie's mech, beating Jay by a second. Kid, Masters called, climbing onto the fallen mech, futilely trying to yank the cockpit open. Stomper, open this! The massive mech approached the mangled, smaller machine and carefully reached down. With the precise movements of its construction programming, Stomper stripped the mech of its cockpit hatch, tossing the metal off into the wasteland. My sensors say his breathing is stopped, Stomper announced. Shit! Kid! Hold on! Masters yelled, hopping into the cockpit as Jay walked about the smoldering mech with a fire extinguisher. Masters tilted the rookie's head back and performed mouth-to-mouth, -mouth, expertly timing the breaths. Come on, goddammit! The rookie choked and coughed, blood and spittle flying from his lips and onto Masters's. Oh, for fuck's sake! Masters yelled, wiping at his mouth. Thanks, the rookie wheezed. Get me out of here, the rookie said, undoing his straps. Sure you're all right? Masters asked, reaching under the rookie's shoulders and helping him pull himself from the cockpit. No, I feel like fucking shit, but I don't plan on living in that thing, the rookie responded. Thanks again. Don't mention it. Least I could do after Foggy Bottom. The rookie nodded and started to ease down off the mech. Jay set the extinguisher aside and helped the rookie to the ground. Damn, kid, I knew you could fight, but I guess you can take a beating, too. Fuck off, Rind. Shit! Look what you did to the mech! Jenny exclaimed, running up to the rookie. Marin is going to be pissed! The rookie chuckled painfully. Yes, I'm fine, thanks. Jenny gave him a sour look, but a slight smile hid behind her eyes. Where is Marin? Jay asked, surveying the destruction. Here, Marin said weakly as she was helped by Lucy to the smashed mech, her right eye swollen shut and her hair caked with blood. And from what little I can see with one eye, it appears you owe me a mech. Oh, I have something better, Jay grinned. Jay unrolled the blueprints on the ground and Marin leaned in close. I can't see shit, so you better spell it out for me, Marin said. Okay, debtor's brains are tuned differently than ours, he started. I developed, on a very small scale, a way to hit the exact frequency of their brain composition so that if they pass between two points, pop. Okay, so what is all that scribbling about? I was trying to kick the scale up to mech size, but I kept running into limitations and problems. At least, until a random coffee stain changed all of that. Marin turned her good eye on Jay. Coffee stain? Are you shitting me, Rind? No, look. Oh, sorry. 
Well, anyway, I couldn't figure out how to project the frequency out in a strong enough burst. But that's because I had the shape all wrong. I was still working from point to point, pole to pole, with the frequency in between. This stain, this circular stain, showed me that by going with a disc, you could fold the frequency back in on itself, Marin interrupted, creating an infinite loop, Jay continued, with all the force you could need, they finished together. So how does that help us? Timson asked, approaching the small group. With my train shattered and many of my people dead or dying, how could some disc help us? Well, Jay began, the disc isn't very practical on a mech. He stood and took in the remains of the railer's train. But it would be very practical atop a moving train. Didn't you hear me? It'll take days, maybe weeks, to get this train back on the tracks and ready. No, it won't, Masters said, hooking a thumb over his shoulder at Stomper. The big guy likes to help. Say we can get the salvageable cars on the tracks. Why would I want to let you use my train for your contraption? Timson asked angrily. Didn't you hear the commander? The wasteland's about to go to war, the rookie said. You guys heard that too? Masters asked. Was that not the most awesome fucking thing you've ever heard? Timson glared at Masters. Oh, sorry. The kid's right, Marin said. We've seen the signs for weeks. All hell's about to break loose, and we need to pick a side or get caught in the middle. Timson folded his arms and glowered. Crawford, everything is changing. Look around us, Marin said, indicating the chaos and destruction. The railers can't keep moving forever. We have to choose sides and choose soon, or we'll just be like the crazy colts, rotting and stagnating in the wasteland. Timson shook his head. I just don't buy it, Marin. She's right, Dad, Jenny spoke up. The rookie put his life on the line for us. They all did, without hesitating about whether they should. Can you say the ranchers or boilers or UDC would do the same? Timson looked at his daughter and his face softened slightly. Timson appraised the faces of each person standing before him. He sighed and turned away, looking at the mess his people were in. Okay, if we do agree to help, what guarantee do we have that we won't be tossed aside once it's all over? You have my word, Jay said. Not good enough, Timson stated. I don't know you, Mr. Rind, and despite your history with Marin, which, by the way, doesn't paint you in the best light, I can't just take your word for it. Jay pushed the blueprints into Timson's hands. This is yours now. How's that? The blueprints crinkled in Timson's hands as an internal debate raged in his mind. Listen, I'm going to put that tech on your train, Jay said. Even if I don't, even if I walk away, Marin has the skills to build it any time you want. Jay pointed to the paper. This is my guarantee you won't walk away empty-handed. And your commander? Will he agree to this? Timson asked. Only one way to find out, Jay responded. You're going to have to let us contact him. Won't the transmission be overheard? Jenny asked. Please, give me some credit, Jay smirked. Okay, you get me in touch with your commander and he agrees that this, Timpson shook the blueprints in his hands, is just the beginning, that more tech and resources are coming in the future, then, and only then, will we have a deal. Jay extended his hand. Deal. The two men shook and Timpson smiled. Now what? Well, Jay said, Masters will start clearing debris, 
Marin can coordinate the team that will need to get the disc assembled and mounted. The rookie can sit his ass down, and you can come with me. You have a meeting to attend. Jethro wiped away more blood from his nose. Dr. Thermopolis had been on him about a full scan, but he couldn't spare the time. He was starting to wonder if he could spare any more blood. Jethro! Come in, you lazy bastard! Jay's voice squawked over the comm. Jethro tossed the bloody towel aside and tapped at his tablet. Jay? Jay! Holy shit, man! You're fucking alive! Jethro nearly bounced in his seat. What's wrong with your voice? Nothing. Just a couple broken teeth and a broken nose. What about Masters and, and the rookie? They're just fine. Is the commander handy? Jay? This is Caprizi. It's good to hear your voice. Jethro said Masters found you and the rookie, and they're with you. You all right? Yes, sir, Jay said into the comm. The rookie is banged up a bit, but Masters is, of course, unscathed. Yeah, figures, Caprizi joked. Listen, Jay, I'm pretty sure we're being monitored, so please, don't insult me. I have enough encryption on this transmission to keep the most powerful AI busy for at least half a day. Excellent. Now where the fuck are you? Well, sir, Jay said, long story. But the short story is, we have some help. Help? The commander asked over the comm. What kind of help? The mobile kind, Jay answered, glancing at Timson. Listen, I need to be out helping get a few things ready, but there's someone here that would like to speak with you. Jay stood from the control chair and let Timson take his place. Timson cleared his throat. Commander Caprizi, this is Crawford Timson. Timson? Railers, Timson? Yes, Commander. My folks were able to help your folks, and vice versa, and now it looks like we may be able to help each other further. Well, I'm listening, Timson, Caprizi said. Jay had no stomach for negotiations or politics and decided to step outside and let the two leaders hash things out. When he emerged from the train's engine, his jaw dropped. He watched railers being directed by Marin, scrambling about for gear and supplies. He saw the rookie protesting to Jenny that he didn't need a railer medic's help, but the truly astounding sight was Stomper. The giant mech was methodically and carefully disassembling wrecked train cars, placing pieces into organized piles. Isn't that just the cutest fucking thing you've ever seen? Masters beamed. Jay laughed and shook his head. You know, Masters said to Jay, I was thinking that Stomper there could use some work. How so? Jay asked, eyeing the pilot curiously. Well, he's huge, but those joints in that midsection are just a little too exposed for my tastes. Masters grinned. And seeing as there's now a ton of scrap metal... You'd like me to design some plating to shield those exposed joints in that middle section, Jay finished. If it isn't too much bother, Masters grinned wider. Jay slapped the pilot on the back and walked away towards Marin. Hey, Marin, I need six skilled welders. That all sounds very reasonable to me, Mr. Timpson, Caprizi said. Crawford, please, Timpson responded. Of course, Crawford. I'm James, Caprizi said. I don't think we have much of a choice but to band together. Otherwise, what is left of humanity will be under rancher control, and whatever this outsider is. How soon can you get here? Jay has assured me that we'll be ready first thing in the morning. At full throttle, it'll be a day, depending on what we run into. Okay, hopefully we won't need you before then, Caprizi said. We'll move as fast as we can.
Jenny saw her father step from the train and rush to meet him. Well, what's going on? she asked. Looks like we're going to war, Timpson answered, his face tired and worried. I really hope these Mechies know what they're doing, or I've just committed us all to our deaths. Marin insists Jay is the best. And that master sure doesn't lack in confidence, Jenny responded. She watched the rookie shove away another medic. Idiot. Timpson smiled, studying his daughter's face. You learn his name yet? Jenny frowned. Huh? What? The boiler? No. I mean, who cares? Right. Timpson chuckled. Crawford Timpson stepped away from the chaos and walked around his train's engine. He traced the lines of the sleek, powerful machine with his hand, almost caressing it. He was glad to get to the other side and out of the glare of the halogens. Staring at the blackness of the wasteland, he took a couple deep breaths. He reached down and grabbed a handful of dirt, rubbing it between his fingers. Railers will have to learn to stop the train, he said to himself, tossing the dirt aside and walking back around to watch his people prepare for war. You have been listening to Jake Bible's Dead Mech, the world's first Drabble novel. The preceding episode was recorded and produced by the author. The intro music was Miles and Miles by Lake Acres. Outro music is Destroy by The Eternal. Both tracks available at podsafeaudio.com. Title graphic by Ed Delaney. Find him at peculiarcomics.com. This recording is protected by a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivative Works United States 3.0 license. You can share it, copy it, and give it to anyone you want. Just don't edit it, change it, or try to make any money off it without direct permission from the author. Thank you for listening. My head is spinning. Thank you for listening to this episode of the re-release of the original podcast of Dead Mech. Don't want to wait until next week for a new episode? Go subscribe at jakebible.substack.com and you'll get access to all episodes right now. Or you can go to my website or any major retailer and get the audiobook narrated by Julie Hoverson. You can also get the ebook, which is free on all major retailer sites, as well as my own store. Go to jakebible.com for more info. Thanks, y'all. Cheers.